Welcome to Own Your Vibe, the podcast that challenges the things that scare us most so that we can lead the life we deserve, one without regrets. We'll be discussing all things unapologetic, unconventional, and probably a little bit out of your comfort zone. So honey, get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's time to own your vibe. Let's go. I'm your host, Beverly Cooper Addo, and founder of Vibe365, which is all about taking uncomfortable action. And the conversations that we have on I Dare You is all about uncomfortable conversation, but to get to a necessary outcome. Today's topic is called How to Start Over. What does starting over look like? What does starting over mean? And just recently, I shared about, it, was un- it wasn't until last summer, that I decided to learn how to ride a bike. Now, for many people, riding a bike, cycling, is something that's picked up in childhood and learned. But for me, I didn't learn it. And it was something that as an adult, as I grew older, I thought, oh, yeah, it would be nice to learn how to ride a bike. But it was always one day I'll do it. Oh, yeah, one time, one day when the time comes. And really and truly, when it came to researching adult learning, adult cycling, booking the lessons and going for it, it took all of six hours. So what I want us to talk about today is what does starting over look like? Is there ever a time when you feel that, you know what, I just need to call it quits now? And if you decide to start over, how do you make sure that you're prepared, that you're resourceful enough? I'm going to be inviting on a special guest by the name of Maxine Boyce today who walked away from her corporate job quite a number of years ago and decided, you know what, I need to get out of this and pursue what I actually want to do. She started a charity and then a business and now she's starting over again, kind of, but pushing one of her businesses to the forefront. So I'm going to bring Maxine on. Uh, good evening. Lovely to see you, Joanne. And for those who have joined us as well. Good evening, Beth. Good evening. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very, very well. Thank you for having me this evening. It's a pleasure. Okay, so Max, and I gave a little intro, but I would love for you to give a more of an introduction about yourself, business side and the charity side. And of course, we know your Bayesian roots and your Hackney upbringing. Good evening, everyone. My name is Maxine Boyce. I do a lot of things. I'm an entrepreneur. I, like Bev said, I run a charity in Hackney for young people and I'm a professional baker. I teach people to bake, decorate their cakes, how to set up their businesses as well. Yes, I do quite a lot of different things as well. Amazing. Okay, so let's talk us back. Let's kind of go back in time, right? What were you doing before entrepreneurship? Before entrepreneurship, I had my nine to five in the city. Yeah, I was working for a corporate company in the HR department doing their training. I organized all the training events, all the training courses and stuff like that. Um, I really enjoyed my job. I was dedicated to it. Did it for 10 years. Did it with integrity, a smile on my face. You know, everybody knew Maxine. Yeah? So that's what I did in the city, in the corporate. Yeah? And then after that, I was acting up in a managerial role. Yeah, because my boss, she was on maternity leave and I was acting up in her role. She decided she wasn't going to come back. So I thought, oh, good, chance for promotion. But the culture of that company was, you know, if someone's going to leave a job, they advertise it internally first, yeah? And then they go external. Now, here's Maxine doing my job for 10 years, all happy, you know. I think, okay, good. I'm going to apply internally for the job. But no, what do they do? They advertise it externally, yeah? So here I am doing a job 
for 10 years, no complaints, nothing. I'm stepped up into the managerial role, but now it's time for me to get a promotion. Actually, we think we should advertise this job externally mm. and you should apply against other people as well. So I thought about it. I prayed about it. I thought, no way, no way I'm going to do that. And this is no word of a lie. I wrote in my diary on four weeks' time, I'm going to hand in my notice. I didn't have a job to go to. I hadn't applied for any jobs. And within, within those, in about three weeks, I got interviewed for a job in Hackney. I've never, ever worked with young people in my life. Mm. Yeah? And the job was working in the summer school. I thought, okay, I can do that for three months. Yeah. So I went for the job, for the interview. And the initial job I went for, I didn't get it. But I said, don't worry, there's another job for you that you think you'd be great at. It's a job with Hackney Summer University. So three months, I thought, okay, I'm going to take that job. And within the three months, I should be able to sort myself out, get a full-time job somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Within that three months, my boss, who took me on, decided she was going to leave. Now, you can understand the whole scenario. I'm in a, in a job in Hackney working with kids. I've never worked with kids before. Yeah. What age group were these? What age group were the kids that you were working with? They started from eleven and then it went up to twenty-five. Okay. So the job that I took was to organise a big summer university. The job was to advertise maybe sixty activities for young people in Hackney. Wow. Over so three months school, over three months of four in, weeks. So three months into that, that's when your boss had then resigned. I started in April, yeah. And she walked in in June and told me she was leaving. And the summer school was starting in July. So you can imagine, she did all the organisation, all the coordination, everything. Here's little me now starting my job in April. Yeah. She walks in June and says, Max, you know what? <laughs> I'm leaving. There's yeah. only two of us in the whole of the summer university. And she left. I thought, what? What are you talking about? So I thought, oh, God, you know, I just got to go with the flow. It was the hardest summer I ever had was summer of 2002, yeah? I got through it. Yeah. But you can imagine you haven't organised nothing. You haven't, you know, coordinated it. You haven't met the tutors. You haven't met the volunteers. And I was just fear in the middle. But I got through. I got through it. Yeah, I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> Not the way to lose weight. So that was back in 2002, Maxine. Now we're 2022, so 20 years, and you are still working with children and young people. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> they brought a passion out in me, but I didn't know. I, I was actually born and raised in Hackney as well. Yeah. And one of these things about working with the young people, it gave me an opportunity to help young people. It's like, I went to school in Hackney and I know what it's like to be in an educational system in Hackney. It's like you're looked at, you're stereotyped, like you're a black woman. I remember my, my careers day where my careers teacher said to me, I think you could be a good nurse. Yeah. That was what she saw on me, a nurse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It wasn't a lawyer. It wasn't a doctor. It wasn't a teacher. As far as she was concerned, I think you should be a nurse. Yeah. So when I took this job in the summer school, I could understand what, how these young people were. On, in this summer school, what we used to give them was an opportunity to do something that they couldn't do at school and introduce them to 
different areas of work that they may not have opportunity to be in, like mm -hmm. journalism, um, to be a TV producer, to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And show yeah. them, you know, this is something that you can actually do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is something you can as aspire to. The people who's introducing them to look like them and are sounding like them as well. And sometimes when you go to school in Hackney, it's like if you tend to raise your voice or you look a certain way, you're aggressive, you're intimidating. Okay, I know I'm sitting down, but I'm not that tall. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think I'm quite intimidating. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, you know. So when I work with these young people in Hackney, I can understand them. Yeah, I can yeah. be an advocate for them. Let's hear a bit more about now. So that's the charity side, which we you've talked about how you got into that and you're still doing amazingly with running the charity. But you're also running business alongside that. So tell us when that started and how your experience of going into entrepreneurship from, you know, walking away from your corporate and saying, that's it, I'm not going to do what these guys are telling me to do. And then going to the non-profit and business at the same time. Okay. Like I said, with running the charity, it's like you get a lot of grants. You work in partnership with a lot of people in the community as well. And in 2010, something happened. Yeah. And we lost all of our funding for the charity. Yeah. So my experience was we lost all the funding to charity. And when you haven't got money, there's not many people who stick around. Yeah. I didn't have money to pay staff. I didn't have money for the volunteers. I didn't have money for to be going out anywhere. We just didn't have any more money, mm. including my salary as well. Yeah. Why, so, what did happen in 2010? Why funding stopped? We had a financial crash in London. Yeah. So a lot of the corporate companies who used to give us grants, they couldn't do that no more. Right. They needed money for themselves. So they weren't ready to give us that money anymore. Yeah. If you think like we used to get grants, for about maybe 60 grand. That was just one grant coming in. That would mm. pay my salary, put the program on, pay the bills for the charity as well. And mm. all of a sudden, that's gone. It wasn't just us. A lot of the charities, a lot of the community groups all around London lost money. Mm. So it was a thing where I didn't have an income. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? Yeah. Right. I had my mortgage to pay. I had my bills to pay. Yeah. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to go back out there and get a nine-to-five again. Yeah, I've got to find something to do. So you didn't want the nine-to-five to be an option for you. You were, you were like, I, I know there's something else that I can do that's not going back to what you were doing before, basically. And don't forget, by that time, I'd invested so much time into the charity as well. Yeah, I just couldn't walk away and leave it like that. Absolutely. You know, to go back and work for someone else. And we've got Shelley in the chat that says that she can relate to your story and um, continue to stand strong so that's lovely from Shelley and good evening to V who's joined up insights to marketing but yes go for it Maxine so yes, so I said I'm, there's no way I'm walking away from the charity but I've got to find something to do and I'm a praying woman I'm a spiritual woman as well and I've always got the God TV on I'm always to TD Jakes and he's always TD Jakes always said whatever you need You've got it already. It's look in your hands. It's already in your hands. You know, it's something you can do. And I was thinking, what can I do? And I was at home, and I remember walking past my table at home, and I always loved to bake. Mm. And my table was full of cakes. I'm thinking, what if I could sell my cakes? Yeah. So I started reaching out to some friends. I thought, 
oh, started selling my cakes. Would you like to buy them? And I started to buy my cakes. And then as part of a charity, because we didn't have much money, I had to get creative. What type of activities are we going to put on for these kids now to keep them off the street? Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'm teaching the bake and the cake decorate. And they really loved it. But the parents wanted to do it as well. So I said, Maxim, could you teach us to bake and to cake decorate? Mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah, but you're going to have to pay for it. So that's how the, my cake business started and the baking business started. Then I just, you know, went on, do my one-to-one sessions. But a lot of people coming to me saying, you want to bake, you want to decorate cakes, you want to sell our cakes as well. So that's where the enterprise side started. But I just started to grow the business. I started having my kiddies' classes on a Saturday, the adults mm. in the evening. Then I started teaching baking, cake decorating on the weekends and teaching people how to sell their cakes. Then I went to pop-up shops because I talk a lot and I'm quite friendly. So wherever I go somewhere, I always make sure I create like a partnership or yeah. just tell people what I do. So then I got invited to sell my cakes at a, at a venue, a venue up in the city. Mm. And then all the people who got money started buying my cakes. So these and are these venues. are types of venues that would be like co-working spaces. So where different people from offices would go and buy it, or would it be something different? Like, they're like co-working spaces. There's a place called WeWorks. Yes. The one, the one I got invited to was one in Old Street. Mm. And what you have a combination of different organisations all under one roof. So you may have like sixty or seventy different companies under one roof, and all those people come down at tea time to buy cakes. And I'd love, to, I'd love to um, pause right there, right? And hi, I think Natalie said hi in the chat, so good evening. But I'd love to pause right there because I think your journey is amazing from where you were in a corporate space, in a corporate building, mm-hmm. and you were dedicated mm-hmm. to the role until the company didn't treat you fairly and you said, right, I'm going to take that leap of faith. You write it down on your journal, your notepad, and oh, yeah. then you went, you moved on. Started up the charity. The financial crisis happened in 2010 that affected, or 2008 affected the charity fund in 2010. Um, and then you said, I'm not going back to nine to five. I'm going to find another way. You prayed on it. You found another way, looked at what you had, your skills, and then realized that, you know what? I'm great at baking, started selling your cakes. People wanted to know how to make cakes. So you started teaching them how to make and then teaching them how to sell their cakes. Something that you didn't even originally plan. And then you went oh, back yeah. to the corporate space, but this time to sell for your, with your business. You didn't need them. Oh, yeah. That is an amazing way how it circled <laughs> around. Yep. The Lord works in mysterious ways, Bev. <laughs> he works in mysterious ways. <laughs> And I can see V is familiar with uh, WeWork, the one in Old Street. Okay, so now tell us, because we've got Maxine, who started the summer university and then started the charity, has been leading it for 20 years. Also, uh, since 2010, selling your cakes, so the business side of things. Now we're in 2022, and I know that you've kind of taken a new, a new page with the cakes. So tell us about that, and that's in a way is pivoting and starting over, kind of, again. It's kind of. Like you said, I always like to bake and always like to decorate my cakes. So what I've done now, I'm rebranding my cake business. Like I said, 20 years is a long time to be given to the community, yeah? I've enjoyed it, but now I believe it's time for myself. Mm. So 
I've rebranded my business, calling it Maxine's Cakes. I'm specializing in my rum cake because when I got to do my corporate events and whatever, that's the most special one is my rum cake. And I've had Maxine's I've had Maxine's cakes before, guys, especially the rum cake. And all I've got to say is make sure that you're not driving anywhere because that rum will go to your head. <laughs> that rum is strong. But it is a beautiful, beautiful rum cake that Maxine does make. Thank you very much for saying that. So, yeah, but I use like a special rum from Barbados. So Barbados is where my parents are from, and I'm very proud of my heritage. So I'm rebranding. I'm rebranding with like a Bayesian twist. So I'm getting some sponsorship from Barbados as well. And I'm still going to do what I do, but sell more of my cakes, more cakes online, more pop-up shops, get the vegan cakes. Yeah, so get the vegan cakes going on. I'm going to introduce a vegan rum cake, a gluten-free rum cake into my range as well. I'm going to do more seminars around the baking and cake decorating. So I'm going to expand Maxine's Cakes, get partners, partners involved in what I'm doing as well, maybe going to schools. And one of the visions that I've always had for Maxine's Cakes is to go around to certain, on the, let's say, my passion is around women as well. Women becoming independent, yeah? So I'm very keen to teach women a skill that they can use at home, become independent, mm. not rely on the government to give them benefits. If you can bake, decorate a cake and sell a cake, believe me, if that's all you're focusing on, you can bring in at least 500 quid a week. If that's mm. all you're focusing on. Another thing that I do with the charity, when I'm teaching the kids, anyone who's learned to bake and decorate cakes with me, They've become my co-tutor, yeah? So they can go into their kids' school and offer to run classes there as well. That's another income stream, yeah? Absolutely. Sometimes people come to me and they think, oh, I can't do that, you know? But the way I teach people and motivate them, yeah? And I will always stand by their side as well. I wouldn't ask someone to do something and then not help them do it as well. So Maxine, we've got Shelly in the chat who says, sign me up. How can people get in touch with you to learn more about your courses if they want to take that route? Because I know that Shelly is within the baking, the baking industry as well. Shelly, if you go into my website, it's maxiescakes.com and all the information is there for you. All my workshops are going to start again in April, in April this year. Yeah. So go up and sign up, got Enterprise. You've got baking, you've got the cake decorating, advanced, basic. Yeah. All right, so I'll just put it in the chat. Is that correct? Maxine'scakes.com? Yes, thank you. Yes. Perfect. Maxine'scake.com, but also you can follow Maxine on Instagram if you just go to the top where you should see the title that says how to start over. Hit the little uh, arrow and then click follow. You can connect with Maxine on Instagram as well as her website, which is amazing. Okay, so Maxine, let's talk about the feelings and the emotions, because you said that you are a prayerful person, but at any point through all these twists and turns, did you feel like, is this what I should be doing? Or I don't know. Or were you always very much certain that this is the direction? But in anything you go to do in life, if you, I've got this thing where, yes, I do pray myself through things, but there's times, especially when things start going wrong. Yeah. That's normally time things are going to end up positive, yeah? 
whenever I decide I'm going to do something, all hell breaks loose around me. Yeah, mm. but I just don't give up. I just push through. I'm not saying this journey has not been an easy one. I had my highs. I had my lows. I had people I thought were friends, but they weren't friends. You know, there's people I thought I could trust. I couldn't trust them. But for all of that, you pray your way through. You be confident. You never give up. You understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And it may not happen the way you thought it would have happened. Yeah. Even like Maxine's Cakes, I didn't think I would start a business, you know, but it didn't happen so smoothly. Like I got up one morning, oh, I think I'm going to sell my cakes. No, I needed some money. So that's why I started doing what I was doing. Mm. And, you know, even like looking back at my life over the last 30 years, everything I've gone through, I'm using now. It's like when I worked in a corporate, I was, um, I was going there early in the morning, opening up, setting alarms, shutting up. First in, last out. Now mm. I've got my property over in Hackney. That's what I've got to do. But that's normal to me because I was doing it anyway for somebody else yeah. who, didn't give, who didn't really care about me. Yeah? I've always handled the grants, yeah? handled money with, with integrity. Yeah? So now I'm working with people, taking money for cakes. I know how to handle people's money. Mm. Partnerships. Now I'm creating partnerships with Maxine's Cakes. I've always done that as part of the charity. So yeah. I can do that with great ease, integrity. So everything I've done over the last 30 years, I'm now bringing that into Maxine's Cakes. Amazing. And tell us about how you became so good at baking, because I know baking is not my strong point at all. Listen, I've always loved to bake. And sometimes, even now, I think the people honestly pay me for my cakes. I've always baked. From the time I was younger, that's what I like to do is always bake like sponge cakes, biscuits, you know, then I started experimenting a bit more. But that's when I'm at my happiest. That's when I'm, you know, when I'm baking, I've got my music on, I'm dancing around, you know, that's, I'm, I'm happy. You know, that's what I like to do. Mm. Okay, so Maxime, if there's anybody listening or watching the replay, who's at a place where they're just really, they know that where they are is not what they want for their lives, but it's taking that step forward and starting over yeah. or pivoting. What would you say to them? I would tell them, take that leap of faith. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. If you've got to keep your full-time job while you're trying to work on your passion or on your vision. Yeah. It's hard. Having mm. your own business is hard work. But in every difficulty, there's an opportunity, yeah? Because things are difficult, that means I'm going to give up. Keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And if I've given up, I wouldn't be here where I am today, yeah? And I'm a living testament to that. I'm not just saying that, yeah? So just keep doing. Hard work. Hard work pays off in the end, yeah? That's what I'll say to them. Absolutely. And that's what I love. I love people who know that there's that risk involved, but like Maxine said, that hard work does uh, pay, pay off as well. It's not an easy journey, but it's a journey that I'm sure Maxine wouldn't change looking back and reflecting on the past 30 years at all. Okay. Amazing. Is there anything that I haven't asked that you would like to share? Honestly, I've got a pop-up event on the 24th of February in Shoreditch. All the information's on my website, maxinescakes.com. If you want to pop down and buy some cakes, or if you want to order some cakes, you go to maxinescakes.com. And I'll be glad to sell you some of my nice rum cakes. 
What cakes are you going to have? Is it going to be your rum cakes specifically? I'm going to have rum cake, carrot cake, some vegan cakes, and some gluten-free cakes as well. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so I can see that we've got a drone request. Oh, sorry. There's a drone request, but because of time, I'm just going to take the question, the comment. I know hard work pays off. But don't cross the line between hard work and overworking and hustle culture and burnout. Yes. You know what? Let's talk about that, actually, because that's a great point. Maxine, how have you, how have you dealt or managed and navigated burnout and, you know, the overworking that can come with it? Yeah. It, oh, that's an excellent point. It's like in the beginning, yes, I would burn myself out. You'd be trying to do this and do that as well. But what, you can, what I do now... It's like on a weekend, I always plan something relaxing to do. Like I like going to the theatre or I'll cook for some friends who come and we chill out. So in all the week of all the planning and everything, and learn to say no. Yeah. And learn to say no. I never used to say no before, but now I say no a lot more. Yeah. And focus on what's important for Maxine's Cakes or what's important for the charity. Yeah. I'm going to come to the second comment by uh, goodness gracious Ginger, but when you say focus on what's important, what would you measure as important? Like how would you know, okay, this I'm going to turn down, but I'm going to go forward with this. With me, I'm very, I'm a very loyal person. Yeah. You've got some people who I've been really, really good to in the past and really go, when I'm supporting something, I'm supporting it 100%. Mm. And I've helped a lot of people with their businesses in the past. I helped with their visions in the past, but when it comes to me, they've got something else to do or it slipped my mind. Mm. So I'm at the stage in my life now, I don't have time for people who haven't had time for me or who I don't think is low. Or, yeah. you know, that's how I make a decision what I'm going to do. And even if I'm going to help you, I've got to do my stuff first. I'm not being selfish, but at the mm. same time, I've got to put Maxine's Cakes first. And I'm finding, like, this is why I'm so serious about Maxine's Cakes now. It's like, I've been so busy helping everyone else over the years. I haven't really paid much attention to Maxine's Cakes. And this is no word of a lie. I've only started being serious about Maxine's Cakes as a proper business from January. And from January to the end of February, Bev, I've got partnerships. I've got a limited company of Maxine's Cakes. I've got people lined up to do interviews with me. I've got articles getting written for the newspaper. I've got someone doing me a jingle for Maxine's Cakes. And why? Because I stopped and I focused. Yeah? Focus, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have goodness gracious, Ginger, who said, I agree, working full time and being an entrepreneur isn't easy. This is so inspiring. Thank you. And it's not easy because I was doing that before as well, working full time, as well as starting my business up. I've got into full time coaching as of end of October. So it's been about three months coming up to four months. And yeah, it's not easy. But like Maxine says, when you have that focus, there'll be things that I have to drop. So, it, you know, in the evenings, I may not be going out with my, my friends and stuff, but That's it's about how to balance it out and being, you know, organized, scheduled, what are the things, what are the main priorities that are going to bring in the income, first of all, and looking at, you know, what you need to do in your business. And I always 
recommend having a mentor or a coach or someone who can help and guide you i know maxine does that for people especially with when it comes to baking businesses but you know you may have someone in mind already and definitely utilize the the tips and the guidance that they give you and take action on that all right maxine before we go i'm just going to do a quick little fun this or that quick fire quiz so you can't spend too long thinking about the answers okay okay go for it all right spring or summer summer still water or sparkling water still all right beer or guinness guinness <laughs> that scene does love a guinness <laughs> <laughs> okay you're going on holiday are you going to trinidad or barbados barbados <laughs> are you an early bird or a night owl an early bird okay Let's give a couple more. Let's give a couple more. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Believe it or not. I thought you were going to send a sweet to you because you're baking. <laughs> I'm going down the route of savoury, but I still eat my cake, but it's more savoury these days. Okay. Uh, coast or country? Country. Okay. Music or podcasts? Podcast interviews? Music. I'm a music woman. Music. We didn't talk about your music background. I used to be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Maxine did used to be a DJ. A woman of many hats. A woman of many hats. And Maxine, it's been a pleasure having you on today and getting to hear a lot more about how you started over, how you walked away, walked into what it was that you knew that you wanted to do and have impacted the lives of many children who are now probably adults as well teenagers all over the years in hackney and around hackney and the work you've done in barbados as well so i know that with maxine's cakes and the continuation of your charity work there's going to be so many more people that are impacted and positively affected by you so if anyone's not already following maxine please head to the top drop down arrow follow maxine's cakes and you can also see more on her website if you're not following uh, me on Vibe365, then you can do the same if you'd like to follow for more conversations that I held on Thursdays. But for now, going to let everybody get back to their day. And Maxine, thank you once again. Thank you so much, Beth. Thank you. Bye.